Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Jonathan, stop recording. There's a dog outside. No, Bebop, that's not a dog. It's Jonathan, just... stop recording. I think you need to eat something. Your stomach is making some really weird noises. That's not my stomach, Bebop. That's... Jonathan, stop recording. I think your wife has a cold. Her laugh sounds really weird. No, Bebop, stop for a second, okay? Just relax. This is our Halloween episode. Those are some Halloween sounds to get our audience in the mood. Does that mean this is going to be a scary one? Yep. See you later. Yep. I thought that might happen. Bebop is back in the closet. He does not like scary stories. I do too. I just, I can't find my socks. Listeners, between you and me, robots don't wear socks. We do too. Our feet get cold. Common robot problem. Okay, so, as we said, this is our new Halloween episode. You don't have to be caught up to listen to it. It's a standalone story all on its own. And it's part of Kids Listen Sweeps. We're a member of an organization called Kids Listen that helps support people making great shows for kids. And a bunch of us are making special Halloween episodes. Shows like The Tiny Potters, a Harry Potter show made by two awesome kids, brother and sister, who are huge Potterheads talking about the Harry Potter books and what if world an improvised storytelling podcast for kids where Mr. Eric takes questions from listeners and spins stories out of those questions. It's a great show. Definitely want to check that one out. You can find out more about both of those shows in our show notes. All right, get your fun size candy out your masks on and your plastic fangs in your mouths because it's time for this special Halloween episode the Legend of Sleepy Marlowe. Finn, Abigail, Elias, and Vale were all sitting in the robot room. They'd come here the night before Halloween for supplies. It was Vale's idea to make a wild thing piñata that would look like the monsters that had invaded the Marlow 280 weeks before. The idea was to stand it up somewhere like it was a real monster to scare the other kids and then have the heroic explorers of Troop 301 all bang it until candy came spilling out. So they ventured into the robot room hoping to construct a metal skeleton for their wild thing. It was, everyone admitted, Vale's best idea yet. But it was also a huge mistake. They had to get up while the rest of the Marlowe slept to pull their prank, and it wasn't long before they realized they were not alone. We can't just stay in here while that thing out there roams around, said Abigail. I say we take it on. Take it on with what? said Vale. A soldering iron? That thing was huge. I'm pretty sure it saw us come in here, said Finn. So we're going to have to move sometime. Maybe not all of us, said Abigail. Finn, 
you and I can run out and distract it away from the robot room, make it chase us down the hall. Great idea, said Vale. And we'll stay here and make a pinata. The door to the robot room opened and Abigail and Finn dashed into the hall. And for a moment, all four of the kids could see it. It was twice as tall as any of them and so wide it could barely fit through a doorway. Screamed the explorers. Burbled the monster. Time to run! Yelled Abigail, and she and Finn tore off down the hallway. Fale sprang up and shut the door before the monster made its way in, and they heard it lurch after their friends. I can't believe it's the headless robot, said Fale, of all the space stations in all the universe. The headless robot was a legend for space travelers, the kind of tale told late at night to kids zooming across the cosmos. The story had it that the headless robot teleported from spaceship to spaceship, looking for its lost head, wreaking havoc wherever it went. Abigail and Finn ducked into the map room, keeping the lights off and their voices low. Okay, let's not panic, said Abigail. (laughs) Not panic? said Finn. That's the headless robot out there. Unless you have a laser bunny in your pocket, we're doomed. Not quite, said Abigail as she came up with a plan. Elias, Elias, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, but come on, whisper. Okay, sorry. So we think that's the headless robot out there. Yeah, said Vale. What gave it away? It's headlessness or it's robotness? Very funny, said Abigail. Look, it just needs a head, right? And if it finds its head, it will be appeased, right? The legend says it'll stop haunting spaceships. Yeah, but it's been out there for years, never finding its head. I doubt we have it, said Finn. Ah, but what if we made it be here, said Abigail. Elias, you're an engineer. Make the monster a head. The other line was silent for a moment, and then Elias came on. Okay, I have an idea. If you could draw it back toward us. What? Are you crazy? Folly, shh. If you could draw it back to us. There are a couple of heads around here. We can give them a try. Finn and Abigail sat for a moment, saying nothing. They knew if they went back out there, the headless robot would be waiting for them. But what choice did they have? Together they said, One, two... Three, and they dashed out into the hall. There was the giant robot. They ducked low just as it swung its thick arms to try to scoop them up. Then they headed back toward the robot room. This way, Ichabot, yelled Finn. Why did you call him that, said Abigail, as they slowed down to make sure they were being followed. You know, the legend of the Sleepy Hollow. The headless horseman, Ichabod Crane. Yeah, but Ichabod Crane isn't the Headless Horseman. The Headless Horseman is chasing... The Headless Robot was right behind them. Oh, okay, never mind. We can argue about it later, said Abigail. The door to the robot room opened, and there was Elias with a robot head in his hands. Try this one, he said. (laughs) What do you mean, try it? How am I supposed to put it on him? Said Finn. I don't know, but... Ah! yelled Finn, and he threw the head at Ichabod. 
The robot caught it and placed it on its shoulders. I thought to suck your blood, said Ichabod. Really? said Finn. You gave it a vampire head? Oh, said Elias. That must have been from the old Dracula bot. No wonder it was in the trash. But Finn and Abigail didn't hear him. They were already running away. They dashed around the hall. Now that the headless robot had a head, it could see better and was moving much faster. Children of the night, come back to me. Ah, replied Finn and Abigail. Okay, guys, come back. I think I have a good one, said Elias. This one was definitely not from the trash. Finn and Abigail cut through the library with Dracula just behind them. When they got to the robot room, they knocked on the door and it flew open. Special delivery, yelled Vale, handing them a robot head and shutting the door as quickly as possible. What do we do? asked Finn. He already has a head. Abigail grabbed the new head, dropped into a quarterback stance, and threw it as hard as she could in a perfect spiral right at the Dracula head. The Dracula head fell off, and Ichabod picked up the new one. The headless robot roared and began chasing after Abigail and Finn again. Hey, guys, said Elias. Yeah, said Finn. Can you make out the label on the back of that one? Does it say Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? I think I may have given you the wrong one. Again, Abigail and Finn cut through the library and back to the robot room, the robot right behind them. Here, try this one, said Elias. No monster this time, said Finn. I promise, said Elias. Abigail threw it at the hide bot, again knocking the other head off. <laughs> it is I, Hookbot. I told you I would return. Elias! yelled Finn. Sorry, said Elias, coming back with another head. Abigail threw that one. Creature of the moon. A werewolf, really, said Finn. Here, yelled Vale. This one only has one eye, but try it. And another one came crashing onto the headless robot's shoulders. I stole the lightning from the gods. Vale, said Abigail. One eye means Cyclops. Try again. If it has bolts in its neck, it's Frankenstein. Come on, give me another one. A snakehead, really? The robot started to hiss, a slim mechanical tongue slipping out from its mouth. It backed Abigail and Finn into the robot room and followed them in. Elias came out of the room behind the room, carrying a brand new robot head. Wait, guys, I think I have one, said Elias. Wait, who gave it the basilisk head? That was supposed to be my Halloween trick on you guys. Come on. All right, get mad at us later, said Vale. He, Finn, and Abigail were backed up against the wall, the basilisk bot hovering over them. A little help here. Elias ran over and jumped on the headless robot's back. He peeled off the snakehead and jammed down another one. This one was beautiful, shiny, and chrome. The robot began to power up. What did you give it? asked Finn. Oh, 
That one was an early Voltronic Zoo prototype, said Elias. They hadn't yet perfected it, but it was still laying around here. Hello, I am Voltronic Zoo.1, the greatest gerbil in all the pudding. The headless robot apparently did not want to become Voltronics, so it pulled his own head off. <laughs> Elias! yelled his three friends. Elias spun around. He noticed a robot head up high on a shelf. It looked weather-worn, like it had been out to hundreds of planets, survived dozens of storms, and who knows what else. He ran over, jumped, and grabbed it. Hey, headless! Catch! he yelled. The robot turned around and caught the head, placing it on its shoulders. Ah, yes, said the robot. Now the wind is still blowing very hard, but it is at my back, and I shall continue my wandering. What shore I may find, whether it be rock or sand, steep or shoal, I know not, but I seek it now. And the robot disappeared teleporting off of the Marlow. Okay, what was that guy talking about? Said Vale. I think, said Abigail, I think my dad told me about that one. After the protofessor, one of the first robots to get a book was given Robinson Crusoe. But it immediately took off to explore and ran away, and then they found the head months later on some random planet. But they never found the rest of it. So you mean now it's going out to explore all on its own again? Said Finn. Yep, said Vale. Probably to scare the Oreos out of some alien kids. Speaking of which, we have a wild thing to build before anything else shows up. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this Halloween episode. My editor is not here with me today. He takes these bonus episodes off, as you know. But we do have something to talk about. In the last episode, there was a puzzle for listeners to solve. Now, we've only had two correct answers so far. And I'm going to give you a hint to help you along the way. Actually, I'm going to tell you two answers that are pretty common and are very good guesses, but are not correct. So, a lot of you have guessed that it's it, because the aliens all say, don't say it, and then the trick would be that he has to say it, right? But that's not how this particular puzzle works, but it's a very good guess. The other is that the plaque, I mentioned there's a plaque inside the fountain that he can't read, and that he has to read the plaque in order to say the words, right? The plaque does have something to do with it, but it's a bit of a red herring because we don't know what the plaque says. The answer is actually, in the episode, what Finn is supposed to say. So I don't know, maybe that's enough of a clue. If you think that's enough of a clue to go back and listen, then stop playing this episode right now. <laughs> but if you want one more clue, here it is. The aliens clearly don't like some words. Figure out what those words are, and you will figure out what Finn has to say. All right, I shall say no more. All right, and I'm going to give you one joke before we get out of here. This is from our friend, 10-year-old Frida from New Zealand. She gave us a special Halloween joke. What are you in if you're stuck in a creepy cemetery on Halloween night? 
you are in grave danger. <laughs> all right. That's it. Thank you so much for that, Frida. Thank you for all of your awesome guesses. You are all super sleuths, and I think you'll get it now for sure. That's it for today. Everybody have a great, safe, spectacular, fun Halloween, and I'll see you next week. Going on a summer road trip? Or maybe you're on a plane flying somewhere far away? That's the perfect time and the perfect place to binge every episode of The Weirdness. Arlo and Sierra are dedicated to exploring all the unexplained and weird phenomena in the world, like the Jersey Devil, the Kraken, mermaids, and more. Follow them as they set off on a mind-blowing road trip and jet-setting adventure across the globe to find out why the creatures of legends are disappearing. Search for The Weirdness. All episodes available now on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com. Hi, my name's Bennett Grace. And my name's Pierce. And we are a GZM family. Our favorite show is Six Minutes Out of Time. I love all the plot twists. It's amazing, so go watch it. Bye. Do you wish this was you? Go to gzmshows.com slash shoutout to learn more. And you may hear your GZM family at the end of a podcast. Let your voice be heard at gzmshows.com slash shoutout.